Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We'd love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit us online at www.liferva.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. Welcome. It's so good to see everybody today. And my wife and I are thrilled to be home after an amazing missions trip to Ethiopia. We're glad to be back. Amen. The country is beautiful. The people are wonderful. The work to be done there is great. Amen. I look forward to sharing with you in the future what we experienced and some of the things that the Lord said to us on that trip. Amen. It was a great, great time. Before I begin my sermon today, I want to give a couple of shout-outs uh, to some folks. First of all, I want to give a shout-out to Pastor Pavey. Pastor Rodney did an amazing job while we were gone. Amen. He proved that some men can preach better on one leg than others can on two. <laughs> Amen. I'll take one-legged Rodney any day of the week. Amen. Amen. also want to give a shout-out to all of you who did not let the technical difficulties that we had last Sunday get in the way of having great church. Amen. We still don't know what's wrong with the, uh, we had a power surge. I th we think it fried the soundboard. We have a rental board back there, and uh, we'll be replacing some equipment uh, in the weeks to come. That leads me to my next shout-out. I want us to give a shout-out to the media team. They were here. Amen. Some of them were here all day Tuesday into Tuesday night trying to figure out what happened, volunteering their time, putting in the new board, getting everything hooked up. They practiced late Thursday night. They did all this just so we could walk in and have great church. So you know what I want us to do? Let's turn around and look at them and clap our hands to them and tell them how much we appreciate them. Amen. We always look at them when something goes wrong, right? My God, they got one job. You know. Amen. It's a tough job back there, I'm going to tell you right now. Amen. So it's great to see everybody. Real quick, only two, can you believe only two more weeks to Easter Sunday? Two more weeks. So listen, if you love Life Church, I want you to invite your friends that don't come to Life Church to come and be with us on Easter Sunday. We're going to put out about 150 more chairs. We're going to have two amazing services. And you do not, how many of you want your friends to be a part of what's going on right here as well? Amen. And then the day before, on Saturday, April 8th, we're having Egg Fest right here at the church from 11 to 1. It's our community Easter event. Bring your kids. We're going to have a great, great time. We've got inflatables. We've got a lot of great stuff. An Easter egg hunt, lots of candy. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time. Now, I thought I was going to talk to you today about Ethiopia or maybe the Great Commission, but one day on my trip, as a matter of fact, we were in church that day, the Lord just dropped a, a scripture into my spirit, and he told me to preach on this today. Now, I've learned over the years to put my agenda on the back burner, and if God speaks clearly to me, especially when he speaks clearly, then I know he's got something to say to somebody today. Amen? Now, it may not be for you today, but if it's not, you foul it away. But I'm just going to tell you right now, the Holy Ghost is going to talk to us today. Amen? 
So why don't we pray before we go to the Word. Heavenly Father, I'm thankful. Thankful to be back in this house today. Thankful to be with my Life Church family and those that are watching online. I just pray that you would speak to us, that your Word would challenge us and, and, and anoint us today. We're ready to receive, God, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. All right, let's go to 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 1. Got a really funny baboon story I'll save for another day. Amen. Some of y'all already heard it if you were in Robin's small group. I've had several people come up to me and ask me about the baboon. So I know it's spreading like wildfire. Amen. <laughs> Second Kings chapter 6 and verse 1. It says, One day the group of prophets came to Elisha and told him, As you can see, this place where we meet with you is too small. This might have been the first building program. In the Old Testament church. And he said, let's go down to the Jordan River where there are plenty of logs. There we can build a new place for us to meet. All right, he told them, go ahead. No, please come with us, someone suggested. I will, he said. So he, talking about the prophet, went with them. When they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down trees. But as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, he cried, it was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall, the man of God asked. And when he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick, threw it into the water at that spot. And this is amazing. Then the axe head floated to the surface. Grab it, Elisha said. And the man reached out and grabbed it. I want to turn your attention to verse 6. The man of God asked him, he said, where did it fall? And when he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot. I want to preach on this subject. Show him the place. Show him the place. Lord, I know you spoke to me. Anoint me. Help me to deliver what you need to be said to this body today in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, in our text, Elisha has now succeeded the prophet Elijah, and he is now the primary prophet to the northern kingdom of Israel. He's already been exercising his prophetic ministry. God has performed a few miracles through him already. But now we see something really unusual take place in this story. Now, he's with a group of young prophets. Some translations call it a school of prophets. So these were students that he was apparently training. And these students wanted to go and build a new place to study because apparently the place that they were meeting in, they felt like it was too small for whatever reason. And they had a specific place they wanted to go. They said, let's go to the Jordan River. There's plenty of trees there. And we can begin the process of cutting down trees to build a new school. And when they did this, one of the men, one of the young prophets, was there, and he was chopping down trees, and something happened. The Bible says that when he was chopping, he lost his axe head in the Jordan River. Now, it was bad enough that he lost it, but it was worse that he borrowed it from somebody else. Now, Without a show of hands. How many of you have ever loaned somebody a tool? And first of all, you're just thankful if you get it back, right? I mean, 
It's kind of like loaning money. If you get it back, you're like, glory, hallelujah, I can't believe I got it back. But how many have ever loaned somebody a tool and when they bring it back, it's broken, right? Or it's dinged up or it's just not like what it was before. So imagine the stress this guy was under. He borrowed the axe and somehow he let the axe head fly off of the handle and it landed in the worst possible place, smack dab in the river. And wouldn't you know it, as the law of gravity would dictate, that axe head floated just about as fast as it could, sunk rather, to the bottom of the river. Now, apparently the young man was working, but if you have ever chopped wood, you know that it only takes one swing of an axe and to hit the tree to find out whether an axe head is loose or not. How many wood choppers do we have in the house that can say amen to that, right? I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. I remember I used to chop a lot of wood when I was a little boy and a young man. I was well acquainted with axes. I was well acquainted with what we called splitting wedges. We had another tool called a maul. It was basically had a sledgehammer head on one end and kind of an axe head on the other end. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Shout amen. And we didn't have any log splitters. We did have a log splitter in our house. His name was Buddy. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, and so I was well acquainted with it. And uh, so here's what I know, though. And when an axe head would get loose, you could not keep swinging the axe because something was going to happen. It was going to happen. Now, my dad had a couple of quick hacks. We had a bunch of axes at my house because we had a lot of loose axe heads. One of the quick fixes was... You stick it in a barrel of water, a bucket of water overnight, and what happens? The wood swells, and it tightens the axe head back up. And so the next day, you pull it out of the bucket of water, and you can swing on it for a couple of hours before it got loose again. That's not a good fix. That's a temporary fix. Another fix was sometimes my dad would take it, and he would get out concrete nails. And if you know what a concrete nail is, it's a nail. It's kind of rectangular in shape. It's square on the top. And he would drive the, the nails down inside the wood, right near the edge of the head. And what it would do, it would tighten the axe head back. Can all the guys who know what I'm talking about say praise the Lord? All right. These are all fixes to an axe. Because if you're going to chop wood, you not only need a sharp axe, and this one's not sharp, but you need one that's going to stay on the handle. Now, this young prophet was working but apparently he wasn't watching. He was working, but he wasn't paying attention. Amen? He was swinging the axe, but somehow he had neglected to make sure the tool that was in his hand was in optimal condition. So while he was swinging this axe, he lost part of it. The axe head in the river, it flew off, it went straight into the water, and it sunk to the bottom. Now he's basically standing with a stick. And you can't chop wood with a stick. Amen? You can't do it. It takes the sharp cutting power of the axe head in order to eat through the wood and to cut the tree. I want to talk to us today about life, about our lives. And that is you've got to keep the axe head sharp and you've got to keep it attached to the handle if you're going to make it in the world that we live in today. There's a lot of lies being told out there. There's a lot of attacks of the enemy out there. 
There's a lot of the spirit of the world that's trying to contaminate the church and the body of Christ out there. And I want to tell you, without the proper tools for life, you're never going to be able to serve the Lord at your best. Come on. And you're never going to be able to be your best for His kingdom. We need God and His power and fully equipped to get the job done. Now, I'll show you what I'm talking about. Look at what this brother did as soon as the axe head flew off. 2 Kings 6 and verse 5. But as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, it was a borrowed axe. As soon as he feels the axe head fly off, as soon as he realized that something was wrong, he cried out to the man of God. He knew that he could not continue doing what he was doing because he recognized he had lost something. Amen. He knew he couldn't go forward until he got direction and help from the man of God. Now I want you to notice what the man of God said to him, Elijah, in verse 6. He said, where did it fall? The man of God said. When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick, threw it into the water at the spot, and then the axe head floated to the surface. Now there's three things that the Spirit of the Lord wants me to point out to you, I think, from this passage today that I want to share. It may not apply to everybody in the room, but it's going to apply to some people in this room and those watching online. The first thing was the, in the form of a question from the prophet of God to the struggling student, and here it is. Where did it fall? Where did it fall? One of the most important questions you can ever ask yourself if you want to recover the power of God or the Spirit of God in your life, if you ever feel like you've drifted away from the Lord or gotten away from maybe where you used to be, if you ever feel like you're not really living at that level of first love or that fire that you got when you first met Jesus, you've got to be willing to ask yourself an important question. Where did it fall? Come on. If you ever want to become all that you know you're capable of becoming, you've got to get real with yourself and honest with yourself and answer the question, where did it fall? Where did I lose it? How did it slip away? Where did I trip up? What was it that tripped me up? Was I using a tool that I wasn't really equipped to use? Was I using a tool that I'd been so many times going through the motions that I neglected to take care of it properly? Was I using a tool that because of familiarity, I'd just been swinging and swinging and swinging? With no real purpose or intent, have I been caught going through the motions and now something has slipped from my life? See, if I'm not plugged in the way I used to be plugged in, I've got to ask myself, what happened? If I'm not living at the level of commitment that I used to live in, come on somebody, I've got to ask myself, what happened? This is not a generation where we can do less. This is a generation where we've got to do more. Come on. Have I gotten so accustomed to chopping, to going through the motions, that I've neglected to keep myself sharp or tight or ready for the task that is ahead? See, I know because the Holy Ghost told me there's some people in this room that you feel like you've lost your zeal. 
Some of you might have lost your will to keep fighting. Some of you feel like your testimony is slipping away. Many are trying to live for God and to do His work in the power of the flesh instead of in the power of the Spirit. But when this young man realized the axe head was gone, he immediately told Elijah what had happened. Hear me. He acknowledged the fact that he had lost the cutting edge. i got to say that again. He acknowledged the fact that he had lost his cutting edge. And you see, for some of us, the key to your victory, the key to getting back what you once had, is you've got to stop swinging the handle. And you've got to acknowledge something is missing from when I first started. Come on, can I be real with you? I wanted to tell you all these great stories about Ethiopia and show you video clips of a million people worshiping. But you know what the Holy Ghost said? Somebody is swinging a handle instead of an axe. Somebody is just going through the motions because they don't know how to get back what they've lost. They love me enough to still swing the handle, but they don't realize they've lost the power because the axe head is gone from their life. Come on, I'm trying to help you today. Where did it fall? Did you lose it when you stopped praying? Did your burden die when you stopped caring? Did your love for Jesus grow cold in that season when you stopped going to church? But now you're trying to get it back. Amen. Come on, did your passion fall? Has your anointing fallen? Maybe it was when you met him or when you met her. Maybe it was when you got connected with this group of people. Did it fall then? Where did it fall? See, this morning I want us to be like that young prophet. He realized the moment something was missing, and he cried out. Amen. He realized that without what was missing, his efforts were going to be in vain. I want us to be like that young prophet and say, I want it all back. Come on, I want it all back. I want my passion back. I want my fire back. Come on, somebody. Do you want your burden for the lost back? Do you want your joy and your happiness back? Are you tired of depression and you want to have joy again? Do you want it back? Do you want your devotion to God back? Do you want your desire to glorify God and worship Him back? Do you need your prayer life back? Where did it fall? Where did it fall? See, something's been missing, and now that I know what it is, and I know where it fell, and I refuse to carry on without it, I want it back. Somebody shout, I want it back. Shout it like you mean it. I want it back. Hallelujah. Where did it fall? See, you've got to realize that something is missing. You've got to cry out for help. So the first point is, where did it fall? Now I want you to look at the second point. And this is what I want to talk about today. 2 Kings 6 and 6. Where did it fall, the man of God asked. And when he showed him the place. It's not enough to know where it fell. You've got to be willing to go back to the place and deal with it. You've got to show him the place. I want to help somebody here today. After we discover that we're lacking something. After we discover that we've lost something, before we can have restoration and healing in our lives, we've got to come to the place where we can admit it and, everybody say and, and go back and deal with it. See, this is hard, but it's necessary for recovery. 
because it's not enough to know what happened. We have to show the Lord the place. And we got to be willing to go back and say, God, I've, try, I've walked around this for so long. I, I've tried to get, this is too painful. I haven't wanted to deal with this. I've just tried to make my way around it. But no, the man of God said, take me back to where it fell in. Show him the place. See, that's one of the hardest things for any of us to do, isn't it? Because we don't want to admit when something is wrong. We don't want to admit if something is missing. We want everybody to think we're on top of it. Oh, I got it all straight. Everything's great. I don't need anything. I don't need anybody. We've got it under control at my house. See, let me just tell you right now, someone today, you just need to confess. And you need to get real with the Lord and say, I just don't have what I had before. This isn't an indictment. This is a reality check. And this is a hope call, amen. I don't have the zeal that I used to have. I'm not as close as I used to be to God. I need the power of God in my life operating through me like it did when I first met Jesus. But you see, in order to get it back, you got to show God the spot. And you've got to ask Him to intervene. See, what we need in the church are honest hearts that will tell God the truth about our condition. Because before you ever get to a place of recovery and are able to recover what is missing in your life, you got to first come to the place where you can honestly admit that I can't fix it by myself. But God can. we got to find that place of total and absolute dependence upon God and His power. And sometimes that involves showing somebody else the place where it fell into the water. What am I talking about? James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so God can heal you. When a believing person prays, great things happen. I don't want you to miss this equation. Notice, sometimes you got to confess your sins to each other in order for God to heal you. Why is confessing to others so important? I'll tell you why. Because before I can get honest with Rodney, i got to get honest with myself. Before I can confess to the counselor, I've got to be willing to analyze it for real myself. That young man who lost the accent, he had to not only recognize where it fell, he had to be willing to show the man of God the place so that he could get the help that he needed. Don't miss this. As soon as Elisha heard about the problem, he said, show me the place. See, because before it can be recovered, you got to go to the place where it was mishandled. Don't miss that. Before you can get back what you lost, you need to be willing to go back, whether figuratively or emotionally or mentally, or it might even be physically. you got to go back to that place where it was mishandled. Here's what I know. Good counselors, and I'm not a counselor, by the way, but good counselors are taught to help their clients discover the root cause. Amen? Was there abuse in the home? Was there neglect or abandonment in your youth? Was there a traumatic event during their childhood experience? you got to go back to that place. Amen? Elijah was modeling to them, to this young man. He said, you got to go back. you got to be willing to deal with it. you got to be honest with yourself. 
See, only when we confront an issue are we ever going to be able to accept the fact that we must have divine intervention. Come on, somebody. Are you man enough? Are you woman enough to admit that you've got to have God in your life? Come on. Even in alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous, they said this, and I quote, We came to believe that only a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. Amen? And if you want to get back on track, there's got to be a collaboration with the divine. Because as the old song says, only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Hallelujah. You've got to trust God to help you fix it. So first of all, where did it fall? Where did I lose my way? You say, well, Pastor, I haven't backslidden. No, no, no. You might not have backslidden, but have you slipped off the path? Are you maybe not living at your optimal potential? Are you maybe not fulfilling all that God has called you to do? Come on, where did it fall? Where did the dream fall? Where did the zeal fall? And then secondly, you got to be willing, once you realize what it is, got to be willing to show God the place. God, I need you to heal my marriage here. I need you to touch my family here. God, I need healing in my body, and I'm going to call it by name. Touch my cancer here. Show him the place. God, I messed up. I've gotten addicted to some things that I shouldn't be doing. And right here it is. Is it easy? No. Is it required? Yes. You've got to be honest with yourself, and you've got to be honest with God if you want to get healing. Amen. Come on, somebody. Oh, hallelujah. Holy Ghost, touch us today. Holy Ghost, help us get real today. Help us to be honest with ourselves today. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a right spirit within me. Search me, oh Lord. See if there be any wicked way in me. I'm showing you the place. I'm showing you the place. Because God, I want to get it back. I want to get it back. We got to be honest with God. You got to show Him the place. And the third point that I want to make as the praise team and the band comes back up, it's in 2 Kings chapter 6 and verse 7. I want you to notice what happened. Grab it, Elisha said. And the man reached out and grabbed it. Don't miss this. First, he had to realize where it fell. Then he had to show the man of God the place where it was. But now the man of God said, I've done all I can do. I've thrown the stick in the water. The axe head has floated to the service. But now I need you to do something. If you really want it, I want you to grab it for yourself. Oh, come on, somebody. Pastor, I want victory in my life. Are you, do you want it bad enough? To grab it for yourself. Pastor, I want my marriage to be healed. Do you really? Do you want it bad enough to sign up with a marriage counselor? To go to a marriage retreat? To buy a book? Or are you just saying you want it back? I want my kids to serve God. Do you really? Are you willing to reprioritize your calendar? 
Are you willing to change who some of their friends are, that, are that they're hanging out with? Well, I don't want to. Uh, do you want it back? I want you to reach out right now. Do you want to grab it back? Come on, it's floating on the surface of the water. But how bad do you want it? The man of God created the opportunity for the young prophet to respond. The man of God said, you know what? You showed me where, it messed, where, where you messed up. I'm not here to, to, uh, to condemn you. I'm here to redeem you. The man of God, don't you love the fact that the man of God said, why were you swinging a loose axe? Aren't you glad the man of God didn't say, you borrowed that. What's wrong with you? Aren't you glad the man of God didn't say, you idiot, you should have known the first time you swung the axe that it was loose. Why'd you keep on swinging? No, he just said, where did it fall? Not why. Not how bad. He didn't even ask him how many times did it fall. Woo! You know why? Because great is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. And you know what I've tried to do here today? I've tried to create an opportunity for you to recognize that your axe head is floating on the water. I want you to stand with me all over this house. But here's my question. How bad do you want it back? How bad do you want it back? And I love what the man of God said. He didn't say, sneak up on it. <laughs> he didn't say, I just want you to go borrow a boat and ride out there. Be careful, because if you make too many ripples, it's going to float down the river. No, no. He said, grab it! Grab it! And the Bible says, he reached out and he grabbed it. So here's my question today. How bad do you want it? And are you willing to reach out and grab it? How bad do you want that first love fire again? How bad do you want that addiction-free life again? Come on. How bad do you want that depression-free life again? How bad, come on, how bad do you want that sickness-free life again? Show God the space. God, I gotta say it right. Some of you need to speak it. You need to confess it. Come on. God, I'm speaking healing over my body. I'm speaking healing over my mind. God, I'm speaking restoration over my spirit. Every time the dark cloud comes, I'm gonna rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm gonna speak it out loud. Come on. Now, some of you might need to talk to a counselor. You might need to talk to your small group leader. You might need to set an appointment with one of our pastors here. But you just need to find an altar. Say, God, I want it back. I want it back. I'm going to open up this altar right now. And as the praise team begins to sing, everybody that wants to get it back, everybody that wants what you had, everybody that wants what's been missing, everybody that wants it back, I want you to come to this altar. And I want you to say, God, I want it. I want it. I want my prayer life back. Come on, I want my worship back. I want my victory back. I want my kids back. I want my husband back. Come on, I want my house back. Come on, somebody. I want you to come to this altar right now and grab it. Take it back. Take it back. 
Take it back. Go ahead, team.
next to you, and I want you to pray. We're going to pray for each other. If you feel comfortable sharing something and you say, I want this back, or I want this healed in my life or in my family, or I want my whatever it is, X, Y, Z, I want it back. I want you to turn to somebody right now, and we're going to pray for one another here. Before we close, just find somebody. Take a moment. Let's turn to our friends. Let's turn to somebody next to us, and we're going to pray for one another. That scripture that we read about confessing to one another, we're going to do it right now. Come on. We're just going to pray. That's it. Take a moment. We're going to do what I just preached about. Amen. Hallelujah. And don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Amen. Real men, real women can confess it. That's right. And you can be vague. You can be direct. You just want to share. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 That's it. Many of you are praying right now. I'm going to pray over you. Keep on going. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, there's a multitude of needs in this house. There's a wide range of needs in this house, God. Some of us are suffering from self-inflicted wounds. Yet, God, we know you can heal. We know, God, you can restore. We know, God, that you can deliver. And we thank you for that. Others, God, we're suffering from wounds that were inflicted by others. And we've just had a hard time working past it, God. God, help us right now. We're showing you the place. We're showing you the wound. We're showing you the scar. We're showing you the source of loss, God. And we ask you to help us to heal right now. We're being honest with you, Lord. God, we need divine interruption. We need divine influence. We need you, God, to work on our behalf. I pray for my brothers and sisters all over this room, those that are watching this message online. God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. God, for you to help us to take back everything the enemy has tried to steal from us. We take it back by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. I am the head and not the tail. I am the victor and not the victim. God, I am a winner and not a loser. God, I am victorious in Christ. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Lord, by your strength, God, by your power, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, oh God. I proclaim and I speak it in faith. God, I stand on the authority of your word. I walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. I proclaim it as a child of God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Speak it. Speak it by faith. God, I want it back. I want it back. I want it back. I want it back. Oh, hallelujah. 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 I don't know who needs to hear this. The Lord just quickened this in my spirit, and I don't want to be crude. Some of you, you feel dirty. You feel like you've lost your purity. Some of you, you've lost your virginity. And 
you feel dirty, you know what the Lord wants to do? He wants to give it back to you. He wants to, come on, he wants to give you your purity back. It's a matter of heart, it's a matter of repentance, and it's a matter of being in right standing with God. Hear me. Do not let the devil beat you up over a mistake that you made. I need some help from the people of God right now. What God says is clean. Come on, don't let it, oh, don't let any man tell you. Come on, I'm not what I used to be. Hallelujah. God, I'm, I'm telling you, I feel, God, I receive your purity again. I am white as snow before your eyes. Lord, I vow from this day forward, I'm going to keep my body to myself. God, until I walk down that wedding aisle, God, I thank you. You've given it back to me, God. You've given me a pure mind. You've given me a pure body. I am clean by the power of the blood of Jesus. Lord, I'm showing you the place of my hurt, but God, I'm taking it back again. I'm taking back what the enemy took away from me. I'm taking back what the enemy took away from me. My body belongs to you, God. And I thank you for healing me. I thank you for redeeming me. I thank you for covering me. I thank you for washing me. Hallelujah. 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 By your help, God, I will not fall into that trap again. By your help, God, I will not lose the head of the axe again. By your help, God, I'm going to keep my tools sharp. God, I'm going to keep my hands clean. I'm going to keep my heart pure in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's give God a praise all over this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we ready? Are we ready? I need a microphone. Mika, hold this mic for Floyd, please. Okay.
in what you've done today, God. Thank you for being so good. Thank you, Lord, for your power to restore and heal. Praise God. Oh, it's so good to be in the house of the Lord with my brothers and sisters worshiping him today. He's been so good. Thank you, Pastor, for bringing the word of the Lord to us. And you know, God will always do his part, but he will not do what is our part. So this week, I want you to take the challenge. Whatever God spoke to you during this message, go home and do your part. Speak and confess and, and declare the goodness of the Lord. Change your habits, change your ways. Maybe you need to start fasting again. If you've let fasting go to the wayside, maybe God's dealing with you to fast again or be more dedicated in your prayer or Bible time. Whatever it is for you, you can do whatever it is God's put in your heart to do. All of us have a choice, so let's choose in Jesus' name. I don't want to just be a hearer of the word, but I want to be a doer also. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Praise God. I feel the Lord ushering in a season of revival for Life Church. I feel the Lord opening the windows of heaven. I feel he's going to pour it out on us, and it's coming soon. And it's coming swiftly, and I want to be ready for it. In Jesus' name, I want to be ready for it. Thank you, Lord. Hey, thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to this channel so you never miss one of our videos or live streams in the future. Also, take a moment and share this with a friend. Be sure to join us 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. each week live as we celebrate Jesus together here at Life Church. God bless you.